Yeah yo, yeah yo, moolala, yeah yo. Bitch better have my money. Y'all should know me well enough. Bitch better have my money. Lay down, call me on my blood. Pay me what you want me. Ballin' bigger than LeBron. Bitch give me your money. Who y'all think y'all frontin' on? Like black. Hey, 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 what's going on, folks? How's everybody doing out there in the wide world of YFYI? The YFYI nation, the YFYI crew, the YFYI family. What is it that you guys want to be referred to as? The community, the YFYI squad. I mean, I was thinking nation. I don't know. I like community too. But what is it? What is it? What are we going to refer to you guys as? This now is the, let's see here. This, my friends, is going to qualify as the 114th episode of YFYI. And it's now December 30th. This is being posted later than 7.15 a.m. If you're, a, if you're a morning riser, I know a lot of you guys are, and you woke up. I woke up in a new boo, got it. You woke up and you were like, where's the, where's the podcast at? Well, yeah, I could give you all kinds of excuses, but let's just say we'll sum it up as some technical difficulties and it's getting posted a little bit later. So here it is. So let's talk about YFY the podcast. Let's talk about December 30th. There's only one more day in this year, 2017. Coming to a close. For some of us, we're happy as hell about that. We're like, all right, thank goodness, thank God, I'm out of here. Ready to get started. You know, the year's up and down. Lots of things happen in 365 days. Lots of wins, lots of losses. Lots of learning, lots of discoveries, lots of, you know, we open businesses. For me, we open businesses, we close businesses, we expand, we contract. Learned a lot about myself as a business owner, as a person, as a friend, as a family member, and I'm sure you guys did too. But as we come in, as we start getting into landing, you know, like when the, the pilot says, we are now making our final descent. I don't like the sound of that, but you know, hopefully it's not our final descent, especially if you fly like I fly every single week. I want to make a lot more than this, this one, but this is in essence, the final descent of 2017. How did the year go for you? Did it go well? Did everything you thought was going to happen, happen? Did everyone who you thought was who they are, who they actually are? What was the biggest challenge that you faced in 2017? Personal challenge, physical challenge, financial challenge, spiritual challenge, business challenge. I know you faced a lot of them, but what were some of the biggest ones? You know, this is where we, we you know can do a, a lot of reflection because now we pretty much have 364 days 
in that rear view mirror. So that I know this is the, the time you can do that. And if you've been listening to the YFYI podcast, I'm sure you've heard a lot of different things, the ups, the downs, the ins, the outs. And, you know, I've been all over this beautiful country this year thinking about where I've gotten to go, the people that I've got to meet, the things I've got to see and experience, the miles on the road, the miles in the sky. It's been a pretty awesome year. And we'll dig into some more of that for our final episode of 2017, which is going to be tomorrow, December 31st, and do a little bit more reflecting. But I always uh, I always wonder, you know, what the new year brings, and I'm excited about that. And one of the things, you know, on the YFY podcast that we like to do is is touch on this. There's every so many episodes, I do something called the money episode, where I kind of gear it more towards finances, towards accumulation of wealth, towards becoming free. And finances play a big part in freedom for most people. Because with finances, now we're talking about being able to do what you want, when you want, where you want, how you want. And if you're having the cash to do that, the cash flow to do that, to make that a reality... That's a beautiful thing. If you don't, like a lot of us, you know, we're working towards it. You know, I'm working towards becoming completely, you know, financially free. And people that I have studied and know that are there, how they did it, best practices, those are kinds of things I like to talk about on a money episode. So I thought we would get into that because I know that's going to be a big one for a lot of us, you know, as we get into, you know, the first of the year. And I know in our company, my favorite you know, training that I get to do is a is goal setting. And I'll be doing some of that with all of our teams, you know, this coming week. Looking at goal setting and looking at really where we're going. You know, and I like to be around people that have goals, that think about goals, that take goal setting seriously. That want more out of life than just to make it through the day. I like to get from the day. I like to get, you know from life, not through life. And when you get to the end of the road, you never know when that road end is going to approach. But hopefully you'll be able to, in hindsight, you know, having squeezed every last drop of life out of it, you know, got every drop of juice of uh, the life out of life. You know, that's a big thing. And finances definitely play a major role, especially this time of the year, because when you're looking at goals, that's one of those areas you're going to want to take a hard look at. How did you perform financially in 2017? What are your goals for 2018? You know, everybody has a plan, right? And that plan is great until you get punched in the mouth. <laughs> and you go into the ring as a boxer, you got a plan, and you get punched in the face, and it's like, okay. You know, you got to go back to the drawing board. And that happens in the financial sector too. The rainy day fun when you didn't anticipate that, you know, you were going to get in some kind of accident and, you know, whether it's health or something happened and, you know, your car or, you know, a house thing and all of a sudden this big chunk of money has to get distributed outward and you don't have a matching big chunk coming inward and then all of a sudden you're in a situation. You know, how do you how do you plan for that? You can't really, I mean, but you can try, right? You're putting money away, you're saving. And 
hopefully you're able to turn money into money. And that's a big thing when it comes to money, having money work for you versus you work for money is something that all of the rich people I've studied, all of the wealthy people I've studied have somehow figured out how to have their money work for them, how to have multiple flows of income, how to have, you know, you like to play video games. Could you translate that into income somehow? You like to, you know, in our companies, we're doing hair and we've got, you know, that as a primary thing, but that's not the only way that we generate, you know, income and cash flow. For myself, it could be me doing other things, speaking, training, you know, books, you know, whether it's collaborations, also, you know, the hair, other products or services that I could create. And then there's that money on on money growth where you could take money and turn it into more money and a lot of people think like when it comes to like investing their money it's like some kind of big secret and it is if you just let it be right but if you start to look into it and you say you ask questions and learn more about it you know i'm you know definitely got to give my little disclaimer i'm not a financial advisor i'm not a you know, a an accountant. This isn't meant for you to then take your your funds and reallocate them any in which any way. But what I am sharing when I do the money episode is just some ideas and some practices, things that I've tried, and you know, things that I think are potential ways to leverage cash that you have. And one of the ways is: can you get that cash invested? Can you get that cash invested? into something that throws off more than the average savings account. I think the average savings account is something like zero zero like one or zero 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 one percent. Let's see if uh Google might know the answer. Savings account. I guess we could say savings account interest. That would probably be the interest rate what could it be right now you guys think it's you think it's uh <laughs> you think it's more than zero let's see i don't see it right now i think the last time it was something like zero zero if any right meaning you put your hundred dollars in your savings account a year later you still have a hundred dollars if that's happening if that's what's going on then technically you're losing money. Because if you take that $100, you put it into a savings account, and a year later you still have $100, you cannot probably buy the same amount of goods and services with that $100 that you could buy a year ago. Meaning, because of this this term called inflation, prices going up, that money is now worth less than it was. So you need to find a way to make that $100 at least keep up with the rate of inflation, which could be typically around 2-3%. So that means that $100 at least needs to grow 2-3% every year just to keep up with the price of goods and services going up. You know, a good indicator, you want to look at prices, you could look at gas, gallon of gas, you could look at you know, a gallon of milk, you could look at some of those 
those things that are purchased regularly by everybody and, and watch it almost like a a stock per se. But most of the time the price is only going up of those things, of goods and services, not typically coming down. But watch it and then ask yourself, is my money keeping up with that? Because if it's not, then you need to look at maybe finding a different vehicle. And I've shared some of the vehicles that I use you know, there's a company called Wealthfront. I mean, there's there's a lot of different types of investment companies out there. And I'm not going to go into the, the finer details. You have to do that research, read up on the company. What is their philosophy? Because that's huge. If you're working with an accountant or a financial advisor or somebody like that, wealth management company, and their philosophy doesn't line up with your philosophy then their objective, what they're going to do with your money and what you might want to do or do with your money might be way off base. So that's something you want to think about. How can I tend take that money and turn it into more money? So that's investing your money. Also, goods and services. Is there a product or a service that you could do that you don't do, that you could offer that you don't offer, that could generate potential extra income that you're not taking advantage of? You know, like in our salon company, we have several different ways to get paid. We have people that get paid hourly. We have people that get paid per an, an event or a service or, you know, so some of our like training staff, they can do a, you know, class and get paid for that or do an event and get that. We have people that could be like in our upper tiers and levels of, of management and leadership that could have a fixed, you know, salary on an annual basis. And we have people that get a commission on different services that they do. We have also commissions on take-home sales that they do. So, I mean, several ways to get paid. Usually I say four. I mean, technically commission, there's two. So it really is like five. And that's just within the walls of our company. Then when you think about outside of that, what people are doing, people create crafts. They create, you know, they do other things that they can create income from. And we call that multiple flows of income. So you want to know like what avenues do I have? And a lot of those flows of income initially, they might be centered around one thing. Like my flows of income pretty much all circulate around the core of what I'm doing in the beauty industry as a salon owner and an educator. They all circulate from that main thing. And then when I look at branching outside, like I'm not going to start investing in things or, you know, starting things I have no clue about. I'll, I'll have to, there's a learning curve, right? You learn, you get around people that know a lot more than you before I invest. Say if I were to get into, I don't know, a different kind of store or retail or open a shop of other than a beauty industry, I'd want to learn about the sector and learn about the numbers, learn about the potential learn about the you know risk and the potential reward before I did that. So a lot of things you're going to start with are going to all kind of circulate maybe around the one thing if you're in the beauty industry, maybe you're you know you develop a a tool, you develop a product, you offer a service, you know, so all of those things. You find different ways to get paid. You should be having this conversation with if you're in a salon, you want to have this conversation with the owner, with the 
decision makers. If you're looking to increase your income in 2018, how can I make more money here? What could I do? What are the possibilities? What are the avenues? What are the approaches? What do I need to be doing? What are, what are the, what's the timeline? These conversations you should be having with that owner or owners if that's one of your goals. If you're not opening your mouth, you know what they say. Close mouth, don't get fed. So if you're not opening your mouth, if you're not expanding on that conversation, then you're probably going to go without. The other thing you want to do, I mean, think about educating yourself and, you know, make a commitment to it. Read something financial every day or read a something around the financial, you know, conversation. Read a book every once a quarter. Set a goal. Learn the language. Because you're a hairstylist or you're an artist or whatever you are, that doesn't give you permission to just be like, well, I don't understand. Because that's a poor mentality. That's a poor mindset. That's a poor bank account. You know, if you, if you, I don't understand, I'm not good with that. Or like we're talking about financial advisors and accountants, I work with them, I know them. But I don't just turn my whole, all that responsibility over to them. Because at the end of the day, whose money is it, right? It's your money. And if your money is funny, <laughs> that's because you might have let it go. Right? You might have given up all the control and you're not even paying attention to your wealth. You're letting it be managed by the quote-unquote experts. It's still yours. You still got to know enough about it, take care of it. Pay attention to it. Don't just turn blind trust over to it or to someone and then expect, right, that everything's going to be fine. A lot of people, so many people do that, especially in, in our industry, in the creative industry. People are doing, they don't have a clue. They don't, like, they're starting this or stopping that or investing. They have no clue what the hell they're putting their money into. So look into it. Read up on it. Study up on it. You don't get a pass because you're not a mathematician. You don't get a pass because you're not a, you don't have a degree in accounting. You don't get a pass because you can only count to 10. You don't get a pass because you're an artist. You don't get a pass. You know what you get? You get to be broke. And if that's your goal, then hand it over. Now, one thing, uh, you know, thinking about investing Right. There's like in our company, we a few years ago, we took a look at, you know, creating a, uh, a bonus pool where we wanted to incentivize our stylists to be able to partake in the spoils, be able to participate in what we call a team bonus pool, where if our company does really well and we make a profit, the owners of the company will take a percent of their profit and put it into this pool. And that pool will continue to grow and grow and grow. And then once a person hits five years in the company, they can start to draw money out of that pool. They could leave it in the pool. They could, you know, drop to a certain percent out every single year. Say they, you know, it grew and grew and grew and there's chunks of money in there. They want to withdraw some and buy a car, buy a house, put a down payment on something, whatever. You know, so that's an incentive. Does your company have that? 
you know, or if you're an owner out there, maybe are you considering starting one of those? You know, so that's something where we, you know, we set it up, which, you know, for for the incentive, I mean, you do well and, and you help the company do well, then it's, you know, a way that the company can, A, you know, continue to strive, B, incentivize those performers, and and C, I mean, give, you know, give give back to those that are something to look forward to that are really helping the company forge a path to the top. So that's that's something. So how does that work, right? Keeping it simple, you know, keeping it really understandable. You know, so ours it was is pretty straightforward. You know, you you have to hit a certain number to be eligible to participate in the year. And then you hit that number and then the owners and it's something we agree on because it's not like something we had to do, something we must do. It's just a nice thing to do to incentivize. So we said, all right, what are we comfortable <clears throat> giving up from our profits? And then it's also that's, you know, on a on a person by person basis. Like the owners don't have to do that, but if they both agree to do it, then in our case we have right now two owners and we agreed, you know, to put a percent of our profits and our profits aren't necessarily going to be divided equally because we own different percentages of the company. But the percent we're going to contribute from our own share, we decide is going to be a fixed number. And then we had to decide, you know, what the level of revenue based on that person's, you know, position. If they're in our company, we have like different levels. So if they're an element one stylist, if they're an element two stylist, three, four, five, what number did they have to hit in their total volume to even be eligible to partake? And then we have what's called a vesting period so that that money gets to accumulate over five years before the stylist then can start withdrawing. So we get time as we're building that account up. And every year we're profitable, that count could get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And then over time it you know it it becomes it becomes a nice kind of a rainy day fund, if you will, that's sitting there, and then you can start to withdraw some of that. So the performance of that the account, like so we put money into the account and we fund the account, and then the performance of the account really is based on the contributions of the owners and based on the performance of our team members. So that's another that's kind of like a, a an example of like something passive. Now there's other, you know, like a wealthfront account, which is what we use. I mean, you could invest in that, take a chunk of money and get that started on your own. But with all investments that, you know, come risk. So yeah, this year, I mean, the market, you know, did incredible. So that was great because our investment accounts grew incredibly. But is that the case every year? Not necessarily. But one thing I will share with you, if you're thinking about that, if you're looking at an investment account, understand the game of investing. It's not like day trading stocks. It's a long-term play. You have to give time for the money to mature. That's a big thing. The money has to mature. If the money doesn't 
have time to mature and you're or you're sketchy about it, you know, and you're putting money in and taking money out, you're never going to realize any true gains. So a lot of our listeners I know are younger, so this is a great time to start. I wish somebody was telling me this when I was in my early 20s to, you know, get this started or even even before. Like I would, you know, imagine you get this started at like 15 years old and you hit 30 and you've got like a nice chunk of money in there. You hit even 10 years, 15 years cuz it's going to take that kind of time frame for that money to accumulate and to take advantage of that the magic of compounding interest. Cuz interest that's compounding over year over year over year really starts to pick up momentum the longer it's in there. You know, look at Warren Buffett. I mean, he started I think he bought his first stock when he was 12 years old. I mean, there's a reason he's like, I don't know, on the list right now, second or third uh, wealthiest person in the entire world on the planet. Because he has taken advantage of the magic of compound interest. Money being able to compound and double over year, over year, over year. You know, and that's what he did. He invested in a company and he, you know, looked at the company and said, hey, I'm buying. Because when you invest in a company, you have to think about this. Even if you bought one share of one company, that one share is a very, you know, depending on how big that company is and how much that share cost, it represents a very small sliver or small piece of that company. And you have to think about it like that. If you're thinking about getting into the stock market or investing into a company, you have to think, if I continue to do this, and do A, do I like the company? B, would I want to someday potentially own this company because that could happen? C, do I care about the company and the product enough? Am I interested in it enough to want to buy a little piece of it? And then you just make the decision. D, how much? How much are you going to buy? You know, we have people like our my business partner started as a stylist in our company, worked with us a couple of years, saw the vision, saw where we're going, decided they wanted to buy in. They got a first mover's advantage because they, you know, opened their mouth as one of our stylists, the first one. They're really kind of, hey, and came up, we came up with the, you know, the terms and how much they could invest. And they were able to get a chunk knowing that it's a long-term play. It's going to take time. We're going to continue to build. We're a growth company, meaning we're not looking to maximize profit in the short term. We're looking to maximize growth for the long-term profitability. So very similar, I would say, to, I mean, I'm not even on the same, like, financial scale or level, but to the philosophy of, like, a company like a, uh, maybe like a Facebook or even like an Amazon where, you know, up front, you know, they're losing a lot, but the long-term thing is to build something, you know, that's everlasting and, you know, a global, you know, impact that they're trying to make a global size company that they're building, they're up front sacrificing short-term gains where they could probably make a ton more money short-term for long-term growth and profitability. And that's our philosophy at the Salon 1.0. And that would be an example. Like if you brought me money and you said, hey, I want to invest, you'd have to look at like what our philosophy is understand the vision and the mission where we're going then you can decide i mean based on that and how much you have and current valuation of the company and 
you know, the, the choice is then, you know, easy for you to make. So you want to look at that. When you guys are looking at investments, you want to look at what is the philosophy, what is the long-term vision or mission of the said investment or company, and does it align with yours? And my thing is I'm really encouraging you guys, hopefully, that you'll take a look at investing because becoming an investor, a lot of us, I mean, if you're out there right now and you got you know, from like Robert Kiyosaki talked about this in the cash flow quadrant. You have four different areas. You have employee, meaning you work for, you know, a paycheck. You have the, that's the E's. You have the S's, which are considered self-employed. Meaning you work, maybe you're, you know, working for a, I mean, like a lot of like hairstylists and, Lawyers, doctors, they do a, you know, they do a job, they get paid for that, you know, particular job. Some of them have their own practices and some of them work, you know, in a firm or something like that. So they're, they're kind of like self-employed or they are actually self-employed, meaning, you know, you're, you're a one person shop, your chiropractor, he's the, he owns the, the practice and does the, you know, the adjustments, right? He's, his hands are working, he's making money. So, you know, that's kind of the self-employed category. Then you have the other side of the quadrant. There's two sides, the B and the I. So the B would be your business owners. So meaning they then have people that work for them. So using the example of you know, a hairstylist. So I was a hairstylist. I was working in a salon, so more like a self-employed. Like I did hair. I got paid my commissions. Before that, I was an employee. I came in. I, you know, I worked for a set rate per hour and that was how I got paid and then I got into the hairstylist industry became more of like that self-employed performing hair getting the commissions then I moved into business owner where I then would have stylists that would work you know for me and then I would be able to <clears throat> make a percent off of what they produced and brought into the company so that chiropractor or stylist could go from Working in the practice to owning the practice and then having other chiropractors that work for them or other hairstylists in my case. Then the last quadrant is the I, which is the investor. So the investor is going to be that person that may do. Now, keep in mind, you could still be in all four. You don't have to choose one. Remember that multiple flows? So then that investor could be they invest money into companies or into other businesses or or you know it could be the stock market it could be uh, real estate but they invest money to make money so that could be something where there's multiple businesses then the structure is different or you know they're creating different flows from different sectors so they become an investor they're turning money into money so then you decide, like, where would you want to play? I mean, I technically play in all of them. Because when I'm doing hair behind the chair, I'm working, you know, more of that kind of self-employed. When I go do a class for somebody and they pay me a fee, kind of self-employed, slightly like employed. And then when I build a business or start a business, that business is going to be me as the business owner. 
then when I take that money and invest it to make more money, then I'm playing in their quadrant of investing. So those are the different the different areas. So my my encouragement to you guys as you're looking at 2017, finishing up and looking at your financial set, your financial footprint, where you're at. Think about in 2018, how could you get into some of those other quadrants if you're not playing in them yet? Maybe even at a very small scale, right? You don't have to jump in and put your whole entire savings into something that you know not a whole lot about. But figuring out a way to get some of your money to make money is going to be huge if you're ever going to have a shot at becoming wealthy. There is no wealthy person out there that I've studied or that you'll study or you'll learn about that doesn't hasn't figured out how to go from one quadrant to the next, how to play in multiple quadrants at the same time, and how definitely how to turn money into money. They figured it out. And they figured it out not because they're genius, not because they're smarter than you or me, they, although they probably are, right? Because they figured it out, but because they just paid attention, they learned, and they they tried. You know, there's no risk, no reward. Now, if you're going to the casino with the intention and the ambition to get rich, you, my friends, are lost. Because the casino is a business, and the business the casino is in is making money. The casino is not in the business of losing money. So that's called a gamble. Now, putting your money in an investment account or investing in a company or opening a business is risky, is potentially a gamble. But if you do the due diligence, study, minimize the risk, what we what we call in the uh, in the financial term would be called protect your downside. Then you stand a chance to win. It's not guaranteed, but at least you got a fighting chance. Versus dropping a a quarter in the slot machine and pulling a lever and voila, it's a rigged system. So think about getting in that world, guys. I'm encouraging you, go for it. Get into the investment world. Read a book once a quarter. Learn about passive investing. Learn about turning money into money. Pick a mentor. Study up. Talk to your company owner. How do I make more money? Look at the multiple flows. All the things we just went over in the last half hour, it's there for the taking. I want you to look at 2018 as your year to get your financial IQ up. Get your financial literacy up. And start working on your wealth plan so you can be free and you can have that W button they have at the W Hotel. You hit the W button, it's it's whatever, whenever, right? And you have the ability to move and flow, to shift, and to have that freedom that you're after. So I just want to thank you guys for listening to this episode. You know and I know that finances are a big thing. So 2018, let's get it right. And uh, lastly, you know, make sure I know a lot of you guys are subscribers. You're, you have YFY on demand. You get a little notification every time a new episode drops. If you're not a subscriber, hit that subscribe button. Make sure you're hitting us up on the Instagram at your first year in. Hit me up at SunnyD1.0. Make sure you're hashtagging when you're sharing stuff, sharing the podcast, sharing things. 
hashtag YFY, hashtag YFYI podcast. And if you haven't left a rating, five star preferably, thank you very much. And a review of the podcast, that would be great if you could do it sometime this year. Which means you have one day left because tomorrow's the 31st, today's the 30th. And then we're going to celebrate 2018. So I'd love it if you could do that because that's going to help the podcast become discovered by the masses. The more ratings and reviews we have in the iTunes store, we're looked upon more favorably, favorably, favorably. You know, once we have all those, then, you know, they're like, oh, we really like those guys. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be them about us. Apple will say that about us and people will find the podcast and lives will be changed and you will have played a small but significant part in it. So thank you very much for doing that. Be looking for some dates coming. 2018, I'm booking already. If I haven't been in your school, your city, or wherever, hit me up and let's get it. Let's get it on the calendar. I know I'm heading to Milwaukee, Milwaukee, Arkansas. I mean, places that are awesome. I haven't been to Arkansas. I don't know what that's going to be about, but I'm looking forward to it. And I got some other dates coming soon. So stay tuned for that. And stay tuned for the last episode of the year, December 31st, New Year's Eve 2017, coming at you tomorrow, tomorrow. And there might even be a bonus episode. Hey, guys, you never know what I'm going to do. You never know. I got this muscle built up. It's it's crazy. I've been doing podcasts every day, Daily Dose December, and it, it's uh, it's unbelievable. And like I said, do not do not wake up on January 1st and think that just because I did it for 31 days, an episode a day, that I'm doing it and doing it and going to keep doing it. I don't know. You, you, Some of you have hit me up and, you know, you're like, you know, I really love this format. You're just every day and da 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 So, and, and I know today's episode didn't come out at 7.15. I already got a couple messages. What's going on? Where's the podcast at? Is everything okay? Oh, my God. I already got several messages. And listen, you know, all right. It, it just didn't happen today, but it's coming at you. You're going to get it. Don't worry. But tomorrow, 7.15, it will be there, and we'll see what kind of convincing power you guys out there, the listeners that are going to put the pressure on to see what we do for 2018. So on that note, guys, thanks for listening to this episode, the money episode of the YFYI podcast. And remember, this is the podcast where you come to learn how to build your business right once where you come to get your mind right your money right so you can get your you learn on so you can get your uh, 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 earn on this is the yfy podcast where you come to learn how to build the business right once or else you will be doomed to have to build it again thanks for listening guys and i will talk to you soon kamikaze if you think that you gonna knock me out the time shit your wife in the backseat of my Like blah, 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 pay me what you want it, don't act like you forgot.